poodle. Is someone at the door? It's Southern Charm. Michael, it's time for my medicine. Come and listen to a podcast hosted by some queens. Talking about folks living way above their means. They all live in Charleston where the booze is always flowing. And we know too much about them all because of Andy Cohen. Bravo, that is Southern Charm. Sweet tea. Well, Cameron is the sweetest, and Austin is a tool. Shep can be a jerk, but Chelsea's really cool. Craig is playing lawyer, Eliza's playing games. There's a lot of other blonde girls. We forget their names. Madison, Heather Lynn, Skimbleshanks. It's Sweet Tea, the unauthorized Southern Charm podcast. I was just told... Someone just admitted to gaslighting uh, me. Not gaslighting. Full on gaslighting, like Angela Lansbury movie. Look, that was really gay. If you know that, that really gay. I'm going to break it down real quick. I Poodle, don't. I don't. I do not support this explanation. I just want you to be real with me. So here's the deal, Poodle. I got a new mic on Squadcast, y'all, because I broke the other one. So no one gives a shit. Fast forward. Well, they do. So hopefully it sounds good. So. We use this program to record, and Poodle, we just listened to the thing, to the playback, and Jake said, well, you sound good. He said, I think I sound a little better. And then I said, well, usually the person who initiates the the program, which is Poodle, always sounds the best. And he said, that's what I was trying to say, because he was trying to say that before. I used to be the person that initiated the program on my end. And he never, he said, no, it sounds exactly the same. It sounds perfect. It's, and it I would, would go, no, nope. really good. It would you, sound really good. You made me think I was crazy. Not all the time. Sometimes it did sound <laughs> exactly the same. Other times, y'all, it sounded, whereas I sounded 100%, Poodle sounded 98%. Here's it was more like 70%. It was not that. Because, and that is your perfectionist that makes it i am a perfectionist and it's something i'm working on you are working on it is something that has brought me this far but poodle i'm gonna say this and whoever ends up being poodle's assistant one day because i'm sure it's gonna be one of you (laughs) queer dears who listens to our show who's begging for his approval whoever it is no he has to be handled he's kind of like (laughs) it and, and sometimes i have to tell poodle you know what it sounds totally fine you sound great, and I can't tell him that it's a little off because he'll focus. He'll make that I will obsess over the details. He'll make that two percent, twenty percent. It's like the Pirin tablets in uh, in the birdcage. <laughs> Don't do not compare me to a hysterical drag queen. Although it's not far off, I'm not, I'm I'm kind of there, you go. there with you. Um, I am. Uh, uh, th- but this is sweet tea. <laughs> Y'all, this is sweet tea. Oh, I'm on Wi-Fi. Is that okay? It's good Wi-Fi. Let's just let's do it. it. I don't care. Yeah, let's roll with it. This is sweet tea, y'all. The last episode of sweet tea. That's Ever. Going to, uh, that's going to be on the sweet tea feed. From now on, yeah. y'all, it's going to reality gaze. Sweet next tea is going to be on, on reality gaze. Yeah. Ma- next season when Madison's fucking some football player and Austin's <laughs> fucking some waitress at a bar. Craig. <laughs> I finally knew it would happen in season eight. So anyway, next season, you're going to have to jump over to the reality game. There's a grocery store. There's a grocery store. You know, my built in the grocery store. My built in the grocery store. You know, Connie King had her shampoo sold for a little bit in farmer's market. That didn't mean she was rich. Connie who? 
Connie King, who you were, who worked at a cut and curl, who used to comb and cut her hair, she'd make her own shampoo that people would like. So she sold it a little bit in farmers market. But just in farmers market, she cook it in her kitchen Shut and just bring it. I don't care. It was sold in a grocery store. I'm never. I should never ask who again. I need to banish that from my. Uh, um, y'all, y'all. If, you, if you listen to Sweet Tea and you don't listen to Nana Gay, or I'm sorry, Reality Gays, I have to tell you, if you enjoy a Southern story, you need to listen to not our latest Reality Gays, but part one. Part of, one of, of episode nine. Just listen to the first thing. If you don't watch Nana Day Fiance, just listen to the it's Aunt Peggy Lip story. story. Oof. Oof. Oh, I think my stomach actually hurt after laughing about it. <laughs> That's what makes me laugh the most when I listen to it was not my story, was you laughing to it. It's really I, one of the best joys of my life is making Poodle completely lose his shit because he doesn't do it a lot. I don't. I actually don't. There when when things when I I think things are kind of funny and I'll laugh, but when something is really funny, um, I will do one of two things. I'll go <laughs> the scream laugh. Or or some type of, but if I'm really gone, I won't be able to breathe. I'll be wheezing. Yeah. Um, and there are very few things that that can make me do that. I rarely lose control in laughter. Um, but there, there was, uh, this was so stupid. It came up on my Facebook feed the other day and it had these like, and it said, because you said something about dogs for one time, and it said, maybe you'll love the golden golden retriever group. And it was these four like like golden retrievers just sitting there staring at the camera, looking brainless, absolutely <laughs> like idiots. <laughs> and they're just like, and I just busted out laughing and I could not stop laughing. But just, it was in all seriousness, the group? Yes, yes. It's like <laughs> join the golden group today. I was like, fuck you. First of all, I'm sorry. I've said this before. Oh, Y'all, God. they are the dumbest fucking animals. I think they're oh. lovely dogs. Very <laughs> sweet. Very good dogs. I like, do. Remember Jessica's dog from Love is Blind, Drunk Dog? That dog didn't have a brain in its head. They are very, they're like Labradors. They are so sweet. Yeah, and I'm sure they are, but good Lord, not a brain cell among them. They're good around kids. They're not going to bite <laughs> your kid. Not aggressive. They're good, but they're... They are the they are the dumb blondes of the dog I, world. I, I just stared at that thinking, what vapid, idiotic dogs. And I just just to look in their face is just to look into a gaping maw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're pretty. They're pretty. They're gorgeous dogs. But I just busted out. I'm, the golden retriever people are going to come for me. I just they know are. it. They're great, great, great dogs. Great dogs. Um, and they I'm sure they're sweet. But good Lord. Give him a brain, please. Oh, I had a friend um, with one named Pajama. He was sweet. Yeah, D- probably just, uh, probably just like what? What? What are those animals that when they when they're in the rain they have to close their mouths or they'll drown? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always thought oh, of that. God. Like, what? What did she do? Dog- go to the vet and say like, yeah, who's here to see? Yes, uh, Pajama Smith. <laughs> like, why would you name your dog Pajama? Dog people are going to come for us, from me specifically. If your dog's name is Pajama, you need to think that, rethink that. I kind of like it. I'm okay with it. And I'm, 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 and weirdly, I've, I've been on the Peloton too long, y'all, so I'm kind of in a, in a weird headspace. 
Let's close um, out this show, y'all. This is Southern Charm Reunion Part G. Close out the show. I thought you were starting to end it. Well, we're literally closed. I mean, we're beginning. No, we're- but I wanted to. We, we, I wanted to pimp something. I wanted oh, to. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot. Um. Uh. You guys, we're starting a Bravo show. We and are. We, we've been saying that we're going to do it on the Patreon, but we've decided we're going to put it on the free feed. We kind of want. It's not that. It's not that we kind of were were worried about putting on our Patreon, but we want to make it widely available to everyone. Since it's our first Bravo show, we yes. want it. We we kind of want to see what you guys think, and and about and only a small number of you are going to be able to see it if it's on our Patreon. We we would have put yeah. a couple episodes on our free feed, but we want you. We want to. We want to. We want to do a Bravo show and see what you guys think about it, um, and just get the get the kind of test the waters. Um, and because I, I think we're we're almost certainly going to do below deck. Um, I think so, yeah, we think yeah. So. we almost but certainly want to see. We kind of want to use this to see like, is it worth it for us to do Bravo shows? Like, will not only will our current ninety day, right? But will other audiences come? And, because this is a good test for us to see if yeah, it's if like worth three people to- come and listen. We're like, okay, thank you, thank okay. you for playing. Thanks for playing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, we're doing Summer House. Also on the Reality Gaze feed right now, you can see an interview with uh, Hannah, Hannah and, and Paige and from Paige the Giggly Squad. From the Giggly Squad podcast, who are also, they are cast members on Summer House. So we had a great they're the They're the fun, interesting cast members. Yes, we also, <laughs> yeah, it's true. We also just did today, and if you, and we're going to have to masturbate later. Oh, I already it. did this afternoon. I Good had for you. to. I was Y'all. so pent up. We did an interview with Kevin Kreider from Bling Empire, the hot Kevin. Oh, he was smoldering the whole time, and he didn't even know it. And he was so straight hot. And some one of our listeners in the Sissy Squad, our Facebook group, said one of our sissies said, "Did he flirt you into a coma?" And I said, "Yes, that's exactly almost what he did." <laughs> I was, I kept leaning in. I know, me too. Like I kept leaning in, st- getting lost in his eyes, like Debbie Gibson. Y'all, it's it's a it's a great interview. He's a really nice guy. He does throw a little bit of shade at Andrew, which we appreciated. And he was smart. And, and he was like, and he was he was talking about things that were important to him. And he had gay jokes, y'all. It was, you know, what? I'm going to say this now. We, I was shook. I, I kind of normally don't want to hang out with reality stars because they're insufferable. I would totally get drunk with him and Kane. I think I would too. And I hate people. You know me. I know. But I really like both of them. If I'm not going to fuck you, I'm not going to hang out with you. That's true. In a, in a very, in a very, there's like a window of like six people. Kyle, <laughs> I don't think Poodle's going to hang out with me now. Oh God, I, I would. Can I, I, I have I, relations with a gay man, Carl, just so I can pet him? I would not be able to tolerate her. I will tell okay. you that right now. <laughs> You know, people never get to see the video of this. And why I always start laughing is before you do Carl's wife, you back up and throw <laughs> your head back. <laughs> and for some reason, that really makes me laugh because you go into character as her. Y'all, when you come to a live show, we drop in. Yeah, all I I'm feel saying like- is I know Poodle and her are the same different, and it, he's not D.D. Rivette at all. But when D.D. Rivette no. enters the room, <laughs> you know. Or when Olga enters the room, I suddenly smell cigarettes. There's a there's a there's a, there's a body language that yeah. we that we take on. It's like when I do Florian, I have to throw my body around. It, that, um, I had to get a massage after you do Florian. 
God, Darcy and Stacy, I'm ready for that to come back. Yep. That that also is with the hands. It's a lot yeah. of hand oh, movement. A lot of hands, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's uh I mean, what do you think? <laughs> Which we don't do a lot of body stuff on Southern Charm, I don't think. Not no, really. a lot of leaning into the mic. That's um, true. Uh, but I think, yeah, I mean, this, let's talk about this show though. So the announcements were Summer House, Giggly Squad, um, Kevin Bling Empire. I think that's good. Let's do it. it. Yeah. Um, I don't have, honestly, I don't have that much to say. I'm, I'm kind of tired of these people and I want to talk about the way it was wrapped up and the way we had our, what did we learn moment that almost made me want to throw up in a trash can. But that I will say, I think the reunions. Um, who was it that was talking about this? Uh, K. Casey oh, said it was K. the, was the most exciting thing they had the whole. I, I think the reunions were the best part of the show. You guys, if you haven't listened to K. Casey's interview, I'll try Ooh, to remember that show. Madison or not Madison? Danny. Danny, admits, Danny admits it was a rod, and and us magazine scooped. Uh, K. Casey scooped fucking us magazine. Yeah, they couldn't yeah. even get that. Which good, for Dan, Casey. good for Kate Casey. Uh, she's just, I, I'm going to say it again. She's the Barbara Walters of the podcast world. Yeah. And we're kind of like the Gallagher. <laughs> the Gallagher's. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> we're, just, we're just hitting watermelons, y'all. We're just, that's like, our comedy. That's us. <laughs> maybe, maybe, or who is it? Yakov Smirnov. <laughs> what a country. Uh, pa, pa, yeah, what a country. That's us. <laughs> Remember though when Yakov Smirnoff, like when stand up comedy, you're like, wow, no one who's not born in America does stand up comedy in America. That's true. It was a big and deal. Now that's such a common thing. Much yeah. more. Like we had, we had Melanie Maras, yeah, who was on, who's, who's like Indonesian's number one Indonesian American comic in the world. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, let's talk about this show. Let's talk um, about this show. We got it. They just had to take a pee break and then they're going to get right back to it because everyone's drunk. Pringle's gone. Craig is blasted. Craig is, I think Pringle is sobered up a little bit, but Craig, it's like, it's like he's hiding booze somewhere and getting more drunk he's as the show so goes drunk and more disheveled. Like his hair is getting askew and he kind of has just drunk sweat face. Yeah. Um, Anyway, they all go pee, and so now we're talking to Pringle, and they talk about his resemblance to Peter Dinklage and Ben Margera. Okay, and Peter Dinklage is hot, y'all. I think so, too. Yeah, do it. Him and the station agent, and those those scenes with him and Bobby Cannavale, and I was like, what if they just fucked right now? Oh, No one else thought that, right? No, not at all. <laughs> Bobby Cannavale. Oh. Bobby Cannavale. Oh. Cannavale. That's what I said. Bobby <laughs> Cannavale. Oh, He's my. so hot. Oh, my God. Um, in every way. So uh, they're kind of, and, and Shep's like, yeah, don't leave your girl around him. <laughs> of course. You know, the same kind of thing. And Pringle is very sexy. Um, we may or may not be talking to him. Well, I don't know. We we have a, we found out we have a mutual friend. Ironically, y'all, my boss at my day job knows him and his wife. And so <laughs> we it said, "Hey, do you know this person on Facebook?" So we're Facebook friends now. And I messaged him, and I like that I when I messaged him, I just said Pringle. <laughs> and um but uh he uh 
I said, would you be down here? He's like, that sounds, you know, that sounds killer, man. That sounds oh, man. Great. Let me talk to my people and I'll get back to you. So, um, um I, I will I say, I I'm think Kringle would be the best hang out of all the cast. He's like a normal guy. And, you know, yeah. I, I don't know this a lot about him. My friend that knows him talked about, she said, she doesn't watch the show at all. And of she course said, she doesn't. She said, oh, do, are they are they letting him play some of his music? And I was like, that's not what this show's about at all. He did have like one thing where he sang and it was I kind of it, like, it was kind of like very, very folky. Someone sent it to me and it wasn't bad. I think he did. I want to dance with somebody. Yeah, I think that's uh, still kind of what he wants to do. It seems like music stuff, I think. So it, was, it wasn't that the voice was bad. It, I just wanted it to do more. I wanted it to do. I wanted to. I, I kept waiting for the build and it was just kind of talky, talky Bob Dylan. Maybe it's better to see his original stuff and not stuff. Some people don't I would agree. Ever, you know, um, I would agree. So they're um they're talking about pringle and they kind of get into which we've talked about as well and so i i felt a little bit like a dick but but also poodle called this one they talk about why pringle moved back yeah and uh again craig is like i love it when of course Poodle and i do this too but i love it when people without kids talk like they know about people with kids isn't it funny Again, we've done it. Jackie Wiseman has told us honestly, she never takes our parenting advice. That's fine. Um, But he basically, you know, Poodle called this because he said he was floundering in in California. Yeah. He needed, and as Jake said, and Pringle didn't say this, but like, I feel like Craig probably didn't understand this because Craig. You want to be where everybody knows your name. Yeah, Craig's not from the South. So maybe, but you know, Madison, Shep. All the people, Rich, Danny, they all got this, that he, like Poodle said, he came back to South Carolina because in South Carolina, he's the big fish. He's a Pringle. Yeah. He's somebody, and he's able to make connections. Yeah. I mean, and- even coming back to Oklahoma, like if I wanted to get a job here and also die a lonely, quick death. I was going to say, don't compare Oklahoma to Charleston. <laughs> no, it's not the same at all. Um, but if, but this is where I'm from. It would be so much easier for me to get connections for jobs. I agree. You can, you can work at the Uniroyal plant just like that. Hey, I could, that's a good job. They got a great retirement. It's hard work, but work I at the used tire. <laughs> yeah, I do. You just work. smell like burning tires when you go home. <laughs> yeah. That's how my dad got his cancer. <laughs> well, the alleged cancer, let's yeah. be honest, but it is proven petroleum. Still haven't product. seen a hospital support. Hospital Multiple report. myeloma is petroleum exposure. Really? Yeah, it really is. That's it, nuts. And the, and there's, there's, uh, the cancer doctor sees quite a bit of patients here. Can, there's, file, can they, can he file like a lawsuit? Aaron so Brock, anyway, let's talk about the show. <laughs> Something so, might be under discussion. So, Oh, there you go. Um, so Pringle, Craig comes from him and says, uh, uh, it, or Craig says, why don't you, and he's like, look, I carry around a lot of guilt that I'm not with my, uh, kids and you're, you're fucking coming for me. And he could have been really nasty, but he was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to be a Southern gentleman about it. He was not gonna be a shit about it. And it kind of burned him too. He's like, you know, so you don't have kids. I'm doing my fucking damnedest and I'm, and I have guilt. So you have no idea. So please shut the fuck up about it. And I, I love, 
Okay, I've I've always thought Pringle is cute. Pringle became really attractive when he says, "If you come for me, my uh, kids, I'm gonna wake the fuck up." And my dick moved. Yeah, he does something to me. Pringle does. I don't know what it is. Daddy Pringle. Daddy Pringle. He and does. You know, oh, we did find out he did listen to our show. Someone, someone saw it on his Insta story. Like that he, screen- he had listened to us. Yeah. He's now. Before you think he purposely meant to do it he screenshotted another podcast he was listening to like a like a real podcast with i think the <laughs> chef and austin podcast yes he was listening to them but ours was on the bottom that he had been listening to it he did say those guys are wild so pringle if you pringle, if you, you don't have no idea how wild i am just give me a night <laughs> <laughs> so sorry pringle but if you are listening and you decide I'll do that- no girl would do with you um, <laughs> that's the truth, though. That I know I'm speechless because that's real. That's real, Pringle. Um, but if you don't, if you don't want to come and be interviewed by, by us, at least send us a dick pic. It could be. I a, know. I need that. It could be from an anonymous account. We don't care. Ugh, your his whole braggadocio bravado scrambles everything for me. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That is the best word for him. Yeah. Bra- braggadocio. It's braggadocious. Yeah. Or I could be like Austin when Chip says Basta Basta. What's that mean? What's that mean? What's that mean? What's that mean? Uh it means stop in Italian. Or enough. Yeah. Austin Austin's never afraid of looking like a complete idiot on television. I gotta give him that. <laughs> I gotta give him that, y'all. That happened definitely this episode. So I think that's all about Pringle. We do, right? we do find out through some crosstalk in this that Madison is an actual salaried employee of Patricia Alchol. Well, so that's what happens is Austin starts talking about Patricia and how and Andy brings up Patricia is wanting to kind of uh, dissolve the Austin Madison relationship. Yeah. And, and Pringle's and, like, I kind of knew it, but I didn't really know it. Yeah, and um, Austin's like. You know, Austin says, let's just, Austin is really, where Craig is like really aggro coming at everyone, Austin, you can just tell, is like an open wound. Yeah, he's still hurt by, he's He's still hurt by Madison. Yeah, He's still really hurt. And we find out later out, later on, kind of why this seems so fresh. Um, And so, uh, which is actually, was one of my favorite parts of the show. And so, Austin, um, Basically, he's like telling Madison, she just pays you to wash her hair. And Madison's like, she's never done me wrong. And y'all, even Andy said, is she going to talk about one of her her bosses on the thing? No, No, she's always going to side with Patricia. Yeah. Patricia's fucking amazing. And so, um, you know, so Pringle kind of says, I I wasn't going to do that. Um, And Madison is like, well... Again, Madison says something which I actually think is a complete lie, and you can tell by Pringle's reaction. Madison says, well, he told me three days ago he's fallen in love with me. Madison just sh- says shit to say shit. <laughs> she does. She just says well, shit, lies off the top of her head. I, I, I say she says shit to manipulate and uh, and defame people. Uh, yeah. Because she's – Madison only cares about Madison. Oh, yeah. 110%. I agree with Austin. She doesn't there there yes, she was probably in a marriage that she thought was loving. For her that was love. 
mm-hmm. but it was more of an alliance. Mm. Um, I don't know. This sounds really awful, and it sounds worse than I'm meaning. I don't know if she's capable of actually falling in love. I think it's going to be so. It's going to be so uh, uh, crafted for her. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't think she's capable of not controlling a relationship she's in. Uh, she's and she's so obsessed with masculine and feminine dating guys. Yeah, she's yeah. so obsessed with dominating men, or not really dominating men, but dominating the relationship. That uh, I, I I don't know if that it's it's it reeks of narcissism. Oh, um, a, she, a, a Brene Brown book about vulnerability is not on her coffee table. <laughs> um, Daring she, to lead, I think not. <laughs> I think not. She doesn't dare to lead. She hungers to lead. Gifts of imperfection. What imperfections? (laughs) What imperfection? Um, Yeah, I, 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 I kind of, and basically, she, uh, Mandy says, "Oh, I love, I love you. Look great." And she's like, "Yeah, I had the mommy makeover." Where, which is like the the stomach, the tummy tuck, and. I know people call that. I just want to say something again. It's really awful. It's I'm not, really awful to call it that. I'm not a mommy, so but that grosses me because I feel like so many mothers sounds like what, a natural step in the process. Well, and also, God, there are so many women that are doing and couples, but I mean women's bodies, they're doing their damnedest to have a child. And do all that they can to have a baby. And you know what? If you get fucking stretch marks from waiting for 10 years to get pregnant, then fucking love that stretch. If you want to have plastic surgery and get rid of it, fine. And do that. Call it it a makeover. Call it your, call it poodle 2.0. Right. But But don't, don't, mm -mm. but but don't refer to it as a logical step that everyone does. That a mother should do because it's a mommy makeover. Ugh. Yeah, Sorry. Gross. I mean gross, to go gross. off on that, but I'm just not a fan of it. Well, no, it's just the name. The the name that pissed you off. Kind of like and it just yeah. sounded bad and it sounded like something that she re- recommends for everybody. You know, I think I'm sensitive to that because I remember my mother coming home one day and sobbing because she was working out, she was eating healthy, she was doing all that she could to get a flat stomach and the doctor told her you're ne- you're never going to have a flat stomach unless you have surgery because you have a lot of scar tissue because you had she had three six three C sections she lost oh, a baby wow. she lost a baby before my brother and I that had to be taken out via C section so then back then if you had a C section once they never let you uh, do uh, a vaginal birth after right. that so she had all of this scar t- from three children. And because of that, she would never have this quote unquote ideal perfect body of what people thought women should have. Right. And I, I remember her just crying and crying in the kitchen because they could, we couldn't afford for her to have a tummy tuck. It's completely normal to see your mother crying in the kitchen and to take counsel in your son. You know what I did? How old then? I I, t- I said, Mama, Mama, you stop crying. And I took out one of those lipsticks in her little <laughs> cupboard, and I put a I put some lipstick on her while the tears dried. And I said, "You're gonna be just fine, Mama." This is a cautionary tale. Don't be don't to. be best friends with your with your gay son. <laughs> my mother did <laughs> have a, a divorce. Well, if what my to be fair, I was playing outside, and I came home, and the, my mom was crying in the 
Right. So I kind of stumbled across her. Anyway, y'all, sorry. <laughs> but That's I agree. It should, be, it should not be looked at as a uh, as a as just a regular step in the process. It's, yeah. She did make it sound like, oh, this is what you do. This is what yeah. you do. Yeah. Not not to say that it's like just the not everyone has the 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 dispensable income to do that, you know. Yeah, if I could um, do that, I would. But yeah, and she's and Catherine's like we have the same surgeon. <laughs> yeah. So she's basically. I did like one thing that Madison, of course, or sorry, Craig, of course, keeps coming from Madison. It's like, yeah, yes, that's a trash person, and then she's like, fix your hair. I can't even fucking look at you. <laughs> She does say that. Um, she does say that. Then they bring up Kristen, you guys. Then Madison brings out her phone for receipts. And like Jay Cutler, um, if you don't know about the whole Kristen Cavallari, Jay Cutler slash A-Rod drama, Google it. We're not going to rehash that here. Um, we're thank not going to relitigate that. Thank you. For um, that. But just know that... Uh, Craig and Austin were like partying with Kristen sometime uh, and Madison decided to, or supposedly Jay Cutler uh, slid into her DMs and said, "What? I'm coming to Charleston. What's the best? And she tried to make it seem like, see, he contacted me first. And then, and, and Andy kept reading. It was like, uh, then she's like, yeah, maybe I'll take you out. And she's like, Oh, it's fun. So since she, she tries to grab her phone back and I'm thinking, what a fucking narcissist that you wouldn't think that would be a bad thing to for him. Yeah, to oh yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's the thing about Madison and that's good. That will be her downfall is that she is short sighted in a lot she of ways is. when it comes to it, uh, which that's a narcissist. They feel like they'll never be caught or they'll never have accountability for their actions. Yeah. I, Craig said something and he was drunk the whole time. So it was kind of like, drunk idiot but with his wisdom in it uh in vino veritas where he said uh if not for your son you could not love anyone you you don't have a heart and i kind of think that's dead I, on I, I think that's dead on too yeah I, yeah i think that's dead on so they're talking about her relationship with her her first husband and uh and madison this relationship uh was nothing uh talking to about Austin's was nothing but fun, which she said it. Yeah. You know, now she's just out to hurt her. He's just, she, she's just out to hurt him. Um, uh, yes. And he is so man, he can't even keep his composure. And what we really, you know what I liked? I actually liked this reunion a lot because I feel like what was exciting this, I actually, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this, and you're probably not going to agree fully. Um, but I think this reunion. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I want a sign that says no. This reunion did what reunions should do. It should come. It should some things have closure, but it also bring to light something that didn't make sense the whole season. And it kind of already made sense to us because, especially you talking about, you know, um, kind of the person Madison is. But yeah, when Madison, they were talking about the. Like well, they were talking about the birthday card, and Madison said, "She said you put in that in our car. Uh, you put in my birthday card. You wrote, uh, I want to hustle you like you are.' And or he said, I wrote, I want to hustle like you. I respect you and your work ethic.' And she said, "No, you wrote, 
you want to teach? I want teach me your hustle. And then she comes out and she says, that's why we didn't work. I was trying, and she even talks about this with her first husband, that she was trying to build an empire and he was living day by day. First of all, that sounds pretty narcissistic in that, but that is, that is the, that is Madison. She showed her cards right there. She's been trying to build an empire since day one. And that's the most important thing. And, you know, great. Keep, keep doing that. But that kind of talk when that that also means that in a way you're going to use everyone you can on the way up yeah and throw them away when they don't suit you and let's be honest that's exactly what she's done yeah that is exactly what she's done the same thing with pringle oh yeah yeah because pringle is not someone building an empire as well i and i and i really i really question uh i'm sure she was probably a different person when she was with her husband now she uh, said some things yes for sure she also said austin only played house like a week before filming started and just when um he thought like when the cameras were looking and then which i kind of believe that austin doesn't seem like he's that interested in being a family man at all but then austin said where do you think this come from but when austin said I opened a whole new world for you and the fact that you the just want to sit here and dog me. So, oh, so that's what the he show. Cause he brought her in the show. Yeah. Oh, that's he was dating her. And that's what I kind of liked about this reunion is they kind of talked about it. As Poodle says, a little bit of inside baseball of the show. And this show has never really talked about fame. Have you realized that in these reunions, they've never talked about yeah. fame and, um, how can you not? I think they have to now. Um, and I think it was really interesting where he said, uh, le- they're talking about Austin. Oh, you know what? I want to take a commercial break. Let's take a commercial break. So we go to the infamous, I got bills in grocery stores. He's got his beers in grocery stores. He beers in grocery stores. What else do you want to know? It's so much crazy. Story. Someone that is the ultimate measure of success. <laughs> while we were on is while we were on our break, I was um, three minutes. Three minutes. I was looking on Twitter and somebody to, and I appreciated this because this was fair. Someone said Craig was drunker than Cooter Brown. And that was accurate. Craig was drunker than Cooter fucking Brown. He was so, he was so drunk. You're right. It was, I, we've seen him like that before, but on, it's just bad form to do this on reunions. At least, at least Pringle can kind of handle his drunkenness. He's just kind of like burps out, like it just kind of smells like vomit a little bit <laughs> half the time. Yeah. True. All good. All I'm good. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm bomb, but it's good, yo. The, What's good? For the ladies. For the ladies. <laughs> so and then Madison does keeps talking about big dick energy that energy that you don't have. God. Uh, just it that's just shameless. And, and then, then it's the talk more talk about alphas and I don't date I'm, female guy or yeah. I date female guys. It's why so talk awful. about his if we want to play that game, why talk about his dick when apparently you felt inadequate about your tits that you had to get them done? What you couldn't like and, you're yeah. as much as a woman, the way your body is like, leave it alone, girl. And then another thing she's like, and then she talking about her. We didn't talk about this, but he's like, yeah, I saw your body. So initially they've been hooking up. 
Austin and and yeah. Madison hooked up. She's been hooking up with him because that because this not to sound gross. But she can. Her pussy is her power over him. No, it's tri- double. It's doubly That's what true. He keeps coming yeah. back for it's. It's not her brain. It's not who the person she is. It's that he's like That's this magic pussy. That is this kid who's kind of like he's like sexually infatuated with her. Yep, totally agree. Totally agree. Like a high school kid. You know. You know what it is. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just figured it out. This is the dorky freshman who's fucking a hot senior. And they will do whatever that senior girl wants them to do. True, but I think he's, at this point, I mean, he's not ugly. He's I not. Said, I said dorky. Yeah, he's just, he's not. Dorky, even dorky people can be hot. I think he's kind of fratty. Um, uh, but I think the fact that she showed interest in him and she made him feel good, she manipulated him. She oh, manipulated yeah. him into being her lapdog. She said all the right things. Well, she told him exactly what he wanted to hear, y'all, which is often what narcissists and people with yeah. uh I she's she's a scary person to me. I would never scary. want to be around her. Um Shep, Shep is 100% scared of her. He even said it last reunion. And you know what yeah. Pringle Pringle is scared of her too. Yeah. Because they know that one moment next moment she'll turn on you. And honestly, y'all, because I would be scared of too because I know as a man a pretty white woman could ruin me, could ruin me as a straight man very quickly. Yep. And yep. I'm not saying women, I don't, that, I don't mean that. Women should me. ruin more straight men. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> why not? I mean, honestly, straight men are the problem. Straight men are the problem. That's fair. That's true. Sorry, Sorry straight, straight men who are listening. You're the problem. You're different because you're yeah, not that's true. straight. You're, 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 if, you're a little gay. If you're listening to us, we said this on the last thing. If you're straight man, if you're listening, you're a little gay. You're a little gay. You're a little gay. It's okay. You don't have to blow your friend after yeah. racquetball. You don't even have to like butt stuff. But you're a little gay. You're a little gay in the best possible way. Exactly. Yeah. We should uh, make shirts that say, a little gay. A little gay. I'm a little gay. Just a little gay. Doesn't mean I'm going to fuck you. Doesn't mean I'm going to butt fuck a guy. But That's it true. means if there is a RuPaul's Drag Race uh, uh, on, I might burst out with a yes, hunty. Yeah. Or you, yeah. yes. Or if you like, yeah. If you you see um, an episode of Pose and you just look at it and go, yeah. If you do a tongue pop, yeah. Or or some or sometimes when you just desperately want to wear, uh, you the, all you want to do is just wear your wife's heels just for like ten minutes. Is that a dig? It's not at all. Because what, I you always want to wear my wife's heels. <laughs> well, I think your wife would. That would be if you had a wife right now. I'd like to talk to her. <laughs> Carl. Oh, no. Oh, no. 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 Carl, it's okay that you wear my heels and my pantyhose sometimes. <laughs> I just want you to know you're man enough for me, Carl. I think that's fine if men want to do that. I, I think it's you know where lovely. Those navy pumps are with the bow on the front. You took them and I can't find them, Carl. I want to wear them to church. All right. I'm surprised she wears heels. I would think kitten heels is the most she can do. Carl's wife doesn't wear heels. She just still thinks she does. Um, 
That's what she calls kitten heels or heels. Oh, yeah, her heels. They're not even heels. They're just, yeah, exactly. So, uh, should we talk about Cat, Cat, uh, Catherine? Oh, uh, I do want to say one thing about Austin. This very bit at the very end, you could tell he'd hit his high, he'd hit all he could handle. He's tearing up and he's getting emotional. And we've never seen that from Austin. Th- this is what was the best part of the reunion. Oh, totally. And you finally see him say, um, I can't believe that the, uh, I'm my friends made me watch this yeah. and I did not yeah. want to. Yeah, he said he hasn't seen any of Southern Charm. And the night before, Shep told him, you have, you have to, watch to watch this. You have to watch this. And he watched those scenes with her, her telling her mom and sister, he's not the one. He's not the one for me. And what, you can say what you want to about Austin. He's fucking romantic. He's yeah. like naive. He fa- He fell in love with her, y'all. He fell he head first in love with her. And Austin needs to get with a really, really, really nice girl. Yeah. Because he, anyone he, he loves. Dumb like, Southern Belle. Honestly. And that's, that's saying. Not dumb. I think almost just a really good, sweet person. Maybe somebody who's been through some shit with dirt, jerk guys. and just That's a, that's a good idea. Maybe she, I, I, I shouldn't say dumb. But like, in other words, she needs to not have tons of designs. Yes. Yeah. As Pringle says, I've got designs. But yes, so he watched these episodes and he saw himself and he said, I think he wrote it down better than me, Poodle. Um, he said, I, um, I, I can't believe how you treated me and it really hurts and it still hurts and you would treat another person this way that you were in a relationship with. And... Uh, and I know now that you don't fucking care about me and you never fucking did. And she doesn't even flinch. And he even called her a monster. Yeah. And I, I agree. The fact that she didn't flinch y'all, that's some sick shit. It, it was, it was very, it was chilling and it was, yeah, it was past the point of reality show. If it was, if Austin was acting, then give him the give him the Oscar, y'all. You're a good actor to him. And it's that whole thing we've talked about, that whole like I think it's so important for us, that Dolly Parton trifecta of, of the person you really are. But then you guys, when you're able to in a positive way, not in a not in a egocentric way, when you're able to step out of yourself and see yourself as people see you. Mm-hmm. It's really a freedom. It's a freedom of like realizing there's some things you just can't change about yourself. It's who you are. It's part of your DNA, and right. there's acceptance with that. And I think that's what Austin had. Yeah, and I think he's I he is definitely the most emotionally fragile of that cast. And I know that sounds yeah. weird. Well, I don't know. Danny's pretty. Danny's right there at the edge, teetering. Well, Danny's better now. Kate Casey's interview, and again, Kate Casey kind of talks about where she was with in that period. She also talks a lot about how COVID really kind of changed the dynamic and kind of fucked her up to begin with. Danny seemed to be in a better place this episode, but she didn't really have a lot to do. But yeah, Austin, Austin's super, super naive and vulnerable, y'all. Yeah, yeah. That's why, that's why that friend group, the, that male friend group, they know they have to protect him because he's going to get trashed. Because in a, in a way, I mean, we always talk about them being gay, but 
Craig and Austin love one another. They and, do. And Craig, instead of Craig, um, that's the way men get angry. And so that's the way Craig, Craig came into this knowing Austin was destroyed and he needed to stand yeah. up for his friend. And the, and the weirdest things about it, you guys, is those kind of straight male friendships, because there's no sex involved, are, are strong. And there's no competition involved in a way. They're not going for the same girl. Are stronger than almost any relationship on the show. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, and even if you, I like, I watch. I in preparation for this, I watched some of their Insta lives, and they were really funny. Like very funny together, and you can tell they they do they love each other. It is yeah. it is the best bromance on the show. Um, it is. So should we get into Catherine? Um, um sure, sure, sure. Uh, there was one like shady thing that was like, uh, uh, chef's like, yeah, we're the best dressed, you know, for the cast. And he's like, yeah, you are dressed. You're dressed well. You're not the best. <laughs> Andy was shady. He, you know what? Do you feel like Andy Cohen was, do you feel like he was bored that he was there? He was so checked out. That's why I, I feel that way. I totally feel like, yeah, he was just seemed to checked out of the whole thing. I also, when an interviewer is talking to them and an interviewer gives them some type of, like when he gave Leva that thing on uh, on episode one of, yeah, there's no bad blood or anything. It's like, doesn't sound good. It was, it had so much passive aggression in it. And that's not what an interview sh- interviewer should do. Well, maybe not in his way, but I do agree with him. I think that, I I I agree with him though. When she said that, it did not sound good. I, I agree. I'm 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 basically saying how he came to her with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. Different. It's different. And this this may be a gay thing. Uh, well, but, he, but he's not it. Andy Cohen is not an interviewer. I know that's what he does for his living, but he's. A, I would I would disagree, and I think he thinks he is. I think uh, he thinks he is, but he's a producer first. I, I agree with you. I'm saying he has a show on Bravo where he interviews people. But I'm saying like an interviewer, Oprah, Gail King. Um, Erica uh, Hill. Erica Hill. They're <laughs> Rachel Maddow. They're going to interview someone. A journalist. With, These are journalists. Journalist. They're going to interview Oprah. someone. Pardon? Oprah was started out as a journalist. Yeah, they're going to interview somebody with just kind of getting the answer and whatever yeah. the answer is. That's not Andy Cohen. He's always trying to, how do I get a soundbite? Yeah, and even someone like Ellen, you know, hater or lover, Ellen knows how to do an interview by Don't listening. Love her. And I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm giving her, I, I don't like her either. I'm just saying uh, you can, but the way he throws so much of his passive aggressive style into it, I, that's why I have a hard time watching him. Agreed. Yeah. Y'all, we're never going to be on what's what, what happens live. <laughs> Probably not. Probably. Um, so Catherine, they kind of tell Kat, they, they talk to Catherine. They're like, is you know, Thomas, you were still living with Thomas. And she's like, yeah. And then we find out she's hooked up with him once. And we're all like, Catherine, 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 what are we going to do with you? Um, and, we do find out that the ex of the guy who uh, T-Rav uh, hooked up with, the, or sorry, the ex of the woman T-Rav hooked up with and has a baby with now, was the one who put the 
Thomas Ravenel, blah, 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 billboard yeah. all over the place. Yes. Uh, awesome. And and also T-Rav is trying to get more custody than than He's trying to get, because he's a piece of shit. Talk about a sociopathic not gross. narcissist. Yeah, he's, y'all remember, no matter what, what we say about anyone, like, I know that we say Madison has designs. On a scale of like one to ten, Madison's like a four, and T. Rav's like in a twelve. He's such a oh yeah, shit. he's terrible. He's that that that's not even like a. a it's not I just a want thing. to make that distinction. Um, basically, and the 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 woman not in had, here. <laughs> the woman he's had the baby with, um, Catherine has not met her. Her kids have met her. And also her kids have met Caleb, her new flame, or relatively new. Yes. And she said that what's so great about him is he he's a team player um and he he's supportive. And uh and then they're talking about uh and they're talking about then they, they talk about him being Ravenel with two L's and basically they're talking about, you know, that was because his family owned or or his family or enslaved, enslaved enslaved uh uh that that family and that's why and so then we get into a little bit more of discussion and andy Uh, brings up he's like is that problematic do you see you know he brought up is slavery problematic (laughs) not problematic but is that do you see why people thought that that was a publicity stunt yeah um and she says yeah i see that and and Andy said, did he think the monkey emoji was offensive? He said, she said, no, because he knew where I was coming from. But, but she does say he has explained why that would be so upsetting to other people. Right. Um, and I am wondering how Catherine in her own way is kind of coming around and she talks about this and is understanding much more of this. And I do wonder how much, because I know from my own personal experience, it's different knowing black people, but when you're in a relationship with a black person, you t- and you fall in love with them, you do start to see the world differently and you they're they're opening the world up to you in a different way, even no matter how quote unquote woke you think you are. Um, so maybe that has been helpful for her. Yeah, I think we Leva kind of jumps in and says, I don't want to water this down. Um, and I want to say what happened. And we 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 kind of re litigate the whole thing about she was her friend had a Trump boat parade. Say what you want to about that. That's ridiculous. During COVID, that's ridiculous. I'll, I'll say what, I'll say what I want to. That's fucking ridiculous. Well, yeah, because of the pandemic, the, the Trump rally, Biden right. rally, they shouldn't have you having a rally in the pandemic. So uh, anyway, uh, she basically saw her friend being bullied online by people trying to cancel her, and Catherine, who had been tried, people who had tried to be canceled before got triggered by that and then started fighting on Instagram with people. She never really explained this minority comment. I still don't she, feel that no, she's like, I had been drinking. It was late. This is not the do way you, you explain it. She do just you know how many times it. poodle has told me that when I said, <laughs> Jake, why did you say this? I'd been drinking. It was late. That's why I took a picture of my penis. <laughs> but yeah, that's not <laughs> why. Put it on the internet. Put it on the internet. Um, that's not why. Um, that's not why you say minority status. And that's Craig straight up, tries to, straight up racist. And Craig tries to talk to her, and she's like, 
And she, uh, Craig's like, no, 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 no. And she started to get riled up and Lev is trying to talk to her. And then again, this is something I don't know if this, I don't think this was true per se, but this is something then that Catherine again talks about kind of the logistics of the show where she said, you had fun with all this. I made a mistake and you used my mistake to you come up on mistake. the show. I don't think that's true. I don't uh, think that's true, but I understand in the edit why Catherine yeah, feels the edit, in uh, the edit he, of Leva, it does seem like well, that's that was honestly, Leva's only mission to be on the show. It seems when like Catherine, when Catherine kind of went silent, uh, or the show kind of silenced her, it was Leva all the time. Uh, yeah. and I and I need to say that, um, uh, Catherine did say this is really hard for me, and because she has so much anxiety and she gets overwhelmed very easily and but she's not good with words me no good with words that's she's what not. i thought <laughs> um so leva was basically saying uh what you don't understand is that what you said to me and what you said was tone deaf i just need you to know that and finally they get her to admit that well, and leva's had people saying they want she gets dms saying people want to they want to kill her that she's a horrible person and y'all she's picking up why why they said that because people that are Catherine stands are coming oh for her. i see and you gotta understand this i thought they were coming for her because she didn't go far enough no no she was saying okay. like and for her this is really the most personal of, of anyone because she is married to a black man and has a black son like the fact if i I, I, I honestly, sometimes I've said to my partner, I don't know if we had kids. I would want to have a kid and some part of me raise a black son. But then I already just the thought of it gives me so much anxiety for what mothers of black children have to go through and parents. It's a lot. Just so we're clear, you can't have a black son. You can't birth a black son. I can't birth one, but I can keep trying. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I meant adopt. Just I yeah. get it. I'm just making clear. Yes, what? <laughs> but I, but yes, but we keep trying y'all. Um, but anyway, so that is a little presumptuous of Catherine to think that Leva had fun doing this. And she yep. was like, but again, I think it's what Leva kind of talked about. Leva said, this is about you realizing that this is, um, that this is not only tone deaf, but that this is a, a, kind of this privilege that's been dared not speak its name that right. finally is being spoken to. And Leva actually is trying to take advantage of the situation to help that Leva is trying to use this to help a cause. I don't think help her celebrity. And I will say, to be honest, she came off on this reunion better than she's ever done. Ever. Episode because ever. then we actually understood why she was kind of taking on Catherine. I think she was edited poorly. It made, yeah, because she said all the catty shit to Catherine about oh baby boys. So and but, to to Danny, she it looked did seem like y'all. We even said it looked like she was going behind, kind of just basically trying to sow discord no, that, about that Catherine was, to other people. We were shown that was what yeah, we that were is what we were shown. Um, uh, I think what's interesting is Leva basically comes at Shep and says, you know. I was wanting you to do something about this. And he's like, no, I'm afraid to, because I'm, I'm like coming from a place of like privilege. And he's like, not with another white person that your voices. And I'm make sure I get this right. 
your uh it's your voices that are uh your fucking voices as she says are more important not mine and that's really true you guys um white voices especially with other white people when we're talking to other white people i think uh, yeah, I, I think you need to have i can only speak from my experience as a gay man but i know that um like prop a cattle uh, galvanized straight people in california because they thought all of and jake can speak to this jake and i knew we probably knew that prop a wouldn't pass and gay marriage would be turned down and all of our straight friends were shocked by it because they didn't think that yeah. would ever happen and i knew i knew it would be passed i i knew too and suddenly they realized and they said to us I didn't realize this was so important. And it really was, isn't it like, I can't express what it feels like when you have that a straight was, person. That was the on, uh, gay marriage, you guys. Yeah, the man on gay. But I mean, how did it feel for you, Poodle, when your straight friends started taking up for gay rights? That was a big deal. Yeah. Um, and I think because that means, because our voices are only going to be, can only go so far. Marginalized voices are marginalized. Marginalized voices are marginalized. The majority voices are the ones that are going to make more of an impact. It's true. So white people talking to their white friends. And we see how quickly gay marriage happened in this country simply because straight straight people people. got on board. So it's the same thing of why when we talk about racism and why we need to take a stance to be anti-racist and not only just say, well, I think, you know, and why when you say when you say all lives matter, that's you saying I'm not sticking my neck out for this. That's you saying I refuse to stand up for. I refuse to see the bubble. I refuse to acknowledge it. All lives are equal. Yeah. I think that's what if someone's purple or someone's yellow or someone's blah, blah, blah argument, shut up. If you think don't ever say that argument, I don't care if you're purple, red, because you know why? No one's fucking purple or blue. But but it, you know what? If you're black, uh, I guarantee you, you uh, those those lives have a real problem right now. Still, well, it's, yeah, it's that whole thing. Saying Black Lives Matter is not saying White Matters lives don't. Or 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 or, uh, or 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 I stand like the you put on your Facebook. Not I stand with black people does not mean I'm against white people. Oh, I, yeah, I did put that. So. Yeah. It's so Leva, I think she articulated this so well of just saying, if you're sitting in a space for change, then you should do that. And she's right. Shep, but I also understand Shep's position. Poodle and I have talked about this. Y'all, we're in, Shep says this, we're in cancel culture right now. Yeah. And so it is very, and it's. It, people, are, people are worried about wading into things. I'll be honest, Jake and I worry about waiting into things sometimes. Uh, because Very much so. Because we have learned what you your intention does not come out on this show or does not always come out how you want it to be said. Yeah. And so and things can be turned against you. And so it's just it's very. Um, but we keep doing it and keep speaking up about it because we think it is worth sticking our neck out about. But we all. Um, cancel culture has to do with some kind of expectation for people of what they should say and what they should not say. And if they're going to be canceled, uh, there's this type of keyboard vigilantism that we need to cancel that person. Yeah. Um, and somehow the canceler feels good about it. 
or something. I'm instead of teaching and helping people to learn. Yes. Because I think there's, um, uh, anyway, I just think that there's different ways of looking at, yes, some people, there's like this country singer that said the N word recently. That's a cancel. Like that's a cancel. We, we know not to say those things. Well, also, he'd, been, he'd been, he was the same one who got canceled from SNL uh, and then rebooked like three weeks later because he'd done broke COVID protocols. Yeah, exactly. And then he yelled the N word on a street and, and then just didn't expect anything of it. And his, I think his label dropped him. But um, you know, it's, which, the, the, Good for him. Good, Good for them. For them. But the, and the, but then there's things like like we just correct ourselves because I noticed Jake said the word like we somebody uh, came for us in a kind way and basically said, "Hey, you guys talked about people owning slaves. That's really yeah, that's, it. Yeah. De- that's dehumanizing of black people that they were owned. Instead, it's much better to say enslaved. they were enslaved. And so if you notice, Jake corrected like correct, and yeah. that, but that is. That is like that's how we learn. Like I said that's a tone deaf thing we've said on this show, and people have corrected us. So, um, anyway, I get where Shep's coming from, but I agree with Leva that, like, especially, don't you think, Poodle, where you're from in South Carolina, if these white families that have that have decades or hundreds of years of of privilege and it don't aren't they the ones that have to speak up about this oh, yes no one no one else is gonna they're the ones who are gonna make a difference minority voices are gonna be marginalized until and you know that unfortunately that is how a majority slash minority society is working you have to uh you 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 convince the majority to believe in something. We talked about gay marriage. You convince the majority to believe in something, then it happens. Mm-hmm. Only then. Um, people people who've been in race relations uh, for years have been saying that. You know, this is not a this is not a new idea. Yep. So um, I I want to just talk. So basically, Catherine says to, to Leva. Um, I'm embarrassed, ashamed, disappointed, and uh, and basically, Leva keeps saying there's racism all the, the world. Um, then they're they're trying to kind of figure out. Uh, uh, Leva says something that's very interesting. She says people in the South don't get this, or maybe it was maybe it was Shep. I'm not sure. People in Charleston don't get. What we're talking about here, because, and I will say, there is a classist element in Charleston that is unlike a lot of other places in the South. So they have that going for them besides the racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think, Pringle, Pringle basically says, we need to raise our children right. And I think Shep says, we can go but out Shep and talk about voting. voting and change the system. And I think those are both things. And Leva says... It's your job, which I thought was the best thing she said the entire the entire reunion and the whole series. It's your job to to get this out, to to be our allies, to to speak for uh, underrepresented voices. And I think what Shep doesn't realize is that the power of a white, straight Southern man talking so about much. talking about Black Lives Matter, he doesn't realize he will influence other white straight men of wealth to see that black lives matter and will use their vote. But if Shep doesn't speak up, 
You know why? You know why that's hard for him? He has to have uncomfortable conversations. And that is not Shep's forte. And that is not any white male. No, no white straight male wants to have uncomfortable conversations. But it's if you believe in a sense of justice, you have to. And that's got to be hard. I can't imagine. I mean, obviously not as hard as it was for people who were slaves, but that has to be just I cannot imagine. Um, I don't have, in, to my knowledge, a family that owned slaves and because um, we were white trash. <laughs> but, you know, it's that has to be uh, you want to speak about that. I think that would propel me to speak about that more instead of being inhibited by that. No, I, I get it, and Shep basically admits it, that that's what happened. I don't think anyone from – I know people from my mother's father's – my mother's father's family, they did – they were on a plantation. I don't know how far back they go. That was the family we don't talk about, that side. Wow. Um, everyone else was just kind of like mountain people. Um, Boy, the, just fucking each other's cousins <laughs> drinking Mountain Dew. Basically – Basically, or, or Pepsi Cola, <laughs> Pepsi Cola with peanuts in it. Um, um, y'all, if you've never had Coca Cola with peanuts in it, you are missing shit. I've never had it. I've had a lot. My dad will oh, drink it, but I've okay. never had it. Um, so uh, basically, they're they're all talking about things that they learned at the end. I, I want to talk about that's why the statue went down. Yeah. Yes, that was the thing. Leva says there's a bubble of privilege, and I and I don't uh, and and I and I I'm kind of amazed that that no one understands this, and she's exactly right. They do apologize. Catherine apologizes to Leva during the break, and and Leva even apologizes too. She's like, "I'm sorry for the shittiness," blah blah blah. I want to start, and this, y'all, it sounds like I'm coming for Andy Cohen here, but I kind of am. Andy Cohen says, so what have we learned? Like wrapping this up in this like after I didn't like that way, yeah. way. And let me say why it's even worse. I really like this reunion for the most part, except for he this says, last part. He says, well, we can never stop doing the work. Number one, what is the work for you? I need to say to someone like Andy Cohen, who, if you look at the cast of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Exactly. Thank you. The cast of Real Housewives of New York. If you look at the casts of Real Housewives of Dallas, if you look at the casts of Real Housewives of Orange County, if you look at the casts of any show except for Atlanta and Potomac, it's white, 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 white. What the fuck have you done? Yeah, I agree. I agree. What the fuck have you done for diversity? How dare you? How fucking dare you say, what have we learned? We have to do the work. And it's not, I was, I was, or even Southern charm that we're about to cover Southern charm. Finally set five seasons. Summer house. Sorry. I said summer. Finally. I corrected you. (laughs) This is what the fifth season. Yeah. And there's, well, there's been Danielle who's. And then Southern uh, Charm New yeah. Orleans, which was about mostly black casts, that had good ratings because I Googled this to see. It had you, very good ratings. You're Canceled. Not you're not going to win on this hill, but I agree with you. Um, but the fact that those, and I think uh, uh, Gabrielle Beauvais um, Union, right? Uh, or Garcelle. Yeah, Gabrielle I, Union, the actor? Uh, 
I can't remember her name. Um, yeah, I think so. Was is on the Beverly Hills now. Uh, but oh, honestly, oh, it's not getting like. Don't you? Bravo has had a shitty track record about this, Andy Cohen. Maybe you could participate in some fucking learning and trying to instead of trying to lecture everybody like you have the entire episode. I, I have a real problem with that. That's um, 100% fair. And but it was just so and and Andy Cohen was kind of like, oh, Andy Cohen's the arbiter of what we should be doing with race relations. He definitely isn't, you guys. Yeah, I think not. Um, so then they all say what they've learned. And I think Andy Cohen wanted them to say something about uh, uh, race and everything like that. And only about one or two of them did. They really just talked about themselves. Exactly. Because what else would we expect? Um, uh, and Shep basically – do we need to even go over this? No, we it's, don't even need to go through them all. Yeah. People watched it. Um, they watched it all. I th- and, and that's – a toast at the end with trop hop and she says you know love and health and happiness to friendships yay for friendships and we most we're mostly we're gonna stay charming i'm like you've all just screamed about how you hate each other the entire two episodes and this is the way we end the season i was was pissed actually i hate fakeness y'all more than anything else in the world and this is all fucking garbage. I kind of would have much more appreciated Austin like throwing his beer and saying, fuck you, I'm out of here. That would have been a better finale. This was fucking garbage, honestly. I like the finale. I just didn't love the ending either. But I really like this finale. It, it came to life. We finally got to the root of some stuff. I agree. Um, I just, God, Andy Cohen is so problematic for me. I don't even know. I agree. I have a hard time watching the show. Oh, you're really never going to be on Watch What Happens Live. Ne- <laughs> wow. You know what, though? If he flirted with me at a party, I would probably bang him. Oh, he's totally your type. I like know. the way he and looks. I, I, you know what? And I'm aware of it, and I kind of hate that about myself. Um, but I, you know what? In, in bed, when I'd be drunk, I'm like, maybe the next morning if I ever stayed. Probably not. He'd probably say, I need you to leave. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, can we get in the hot tub? Leave trick. Leave trick. Um, but I would say, I think you're being really problematic. He's like, I'm not validating your parking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the doorman will show you out. Um, that's all I've got. That's all I got, too. Y'all, that is the show. That is sweet tea. Thank y'all so much for jumping into this. Now, I know they're doing like a Southern Charm having secrets. We're not doing that. We're not N- doing that. Nerp. Nerp. Nope. You guys, y'all, you squeezed all the jizz you can from us. We're like that <sighs> limp so dick good. who's just dripping nothing, and you're saying, but I want more. I I'm want like, more. Give it to me again. That's us. So <laughs> sorry about that. But hey, if you're still, if you're, if I'm you like, haven't. Have time in you? Have you got one more in you? One more. Y'all, if you haven't jumped into reality gaze because you want more of us, now is the time. Now's the fucking time. Go to realitygazepodcast.com. You can see all of our shows. Um, somebody again asked during our live show for our Patreon, because we do a live show once a month for our Patreon, and somebody said, are y'all going to cover season four of Sabrina? Nope. 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 No, I watched it. It's just not worth covering. It's just not right. worth covering. We are going to be, like I said, we are talking about, so jump into um, 
to always talk about 90 Day Fiance, and we're going to be talking about Summer House now and maybe some more stuff coming down the pipeline as well. So, y'all, so go, again, you can follow us on Instagram at Reality Gaze Podcast, Twitter at Reality Gaze Pod. And normally we say, y'all come back now, you're here, but Poodle, this is it until for a year. Reality Gaze now, you're here. <laughs> Doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. You know what? It's fine. Don't, poodle, don't poodle. come back now. I know, I know how we're going to end this, Poodle. No. I'll go first. I, let's. What did we learn this year? <laughs> what did we learn this year? And you know what? I, you know what I learned? I learned not to use a highlighter that doesn't blend in with my skin because on camera I look like a robot. What did you <laughs> learn, Poodle? What did I learn this year from Southern Charm or um, from watching this show? What did you learn? Show. Um, I learned not to fuck with Madison. Not to fuck with any girls like Madison. Y'all, if you if you sense that, you need to leave. You need to stay you away. You need to leave and stay yeah. away. All right, y'all. That's the show. Jump in. Now, this is literally the last show of this feed. There are not going to be any more podcasts on this feed. Going to the edge of the universe. This is I it, like. y'all. So, we, so the next, so when Southern Charm comes around, you don't like to listen to the other stuff. Subscribe to Reality Gaze, and that's how you're going to hear Do all. Do now. Subscribe. Subscribe. All right, everybody. Have a good yeah summer. Bye. Well, now it's time to say goodbye to Poodle and to Matt, and they would like to thank you folks for listening to their chat. You're all invited back next week, but please, before we're through, just mosey down to iTunes and leave us a review. Poodle, you and reviews, you're shameless. That's what they call me in college. Y'all come come back back now, now, you hear? hear?